Let's go to Psalms 107. Psalms 107. Psalms 107, let's read the first two verses, and then we're going to drop down and pick up verse 22. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Psalms 107, verses 1 and 2. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And in verse 22, Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. Let's pray once again. Heavenly Father, how can we cease from giving thanks? And I know from personal experience how, and it's, Letting my focus go to circumstances instead of to You and Your great love. So Father, even right now, I pray that You'd help us all. Help us all that we may learn more to have a grateful heart. That we may be thankful even in the midst of trying times. That we can always have joy in our heart because of knowing what You have done for us. So help us to learn and help us to remember and never forget of Your great love. Teach us now, I pray. Let Your Spirit move within us. And it's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. How much do we as Christians, born-again believers, have to be thankful for? (laughs) What, what, What was the lyric? Could we with ink the ocean fill and were the skies of parchment made? Were every stalk on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade? To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry. How much do I have to be thankful for? How much do you have to be thankful for? And if we could boil it down to one utmost thing to be thankful for, wouldn't it be for our salvation? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it come down to that? That our, The highest thing would be for our salvation. And may we daily give thanks that He has redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. And may all other aspects of our life flow from that. A thanksgiving and gratitude for the grace and mercy that He has bestowed upon us. In Colossians 1, verses 10-14, through 14, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy, I'm going to pause there. We we preached through several weeks of counting it all joy and how quickly I forget. And I got a feeling probably you do too. And we've just got to be reminded over and over, don't we? And and then we go through the little trials and and, uh, 
And we may stumble and fail during that trial, but we can come out the other end of it repenting of our sin and giving thanks to God for His mercy and patience. According to His glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. <laughs> now let me pause there again. And I hope you're kind of reading along and you're looking at this. How, how powerful a word is that? The, the Father has qualified us. It wasn't us. It wasn't me. It wasn't that I studied real hard and, and passed a test and, and I qualified myself. No, no. He has made us fit for eternal life with Him. Not by works of righteousness which I have done or you have done. But according to His mercy, He saved us. He qualified us. He redeemed us. He purchased us through the sacrifice of His only begotten Son. How deep the Father's love. That He would give His only Son to make this wretch His treasure. giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Doesn't that echo the, the psalmist? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom He has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. That's the love of God. That's mercy. That's grace. 1 Peter 2, verses 9 and 10. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light who were once not a people, but now are the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. See, that was Peter. And how often does Peter echo the writings of Paul? And we looked at that to some degree last week. Well, what, what did Paul say? And I believe we read this last week in Ephesians 2, verses 11 through 4, uh, 13. Ephesians 2, 11 through 13. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ." That He would give His only Son to make a wretch a treasure. Child of God, we've been delivered from the power of darkness. We've been redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Called out of darkness into His marvelous light. And so we may, may we be forever grateful and abounding in thanksgiving. And I need reminding of that. And we all do, don't we? Colossians 2, 6 and 7. What does it say? And therefore, 
And you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Having been taught the word of truth, having received Christ Jesus as Lord, therefore walk in Him, rooted in Him, built up in Him, established in the faith, and abound in thanksgiving. <laughs> rooted and grounded in Him. The only way we can have a thankful heart is, is, is for that, isn't it? To be rooted and grounded in Him. In, in Jeremiah 17, verses 7 and 8, let's remind ourselves, Blessed be the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. <laughs> How does that apply to your life? What's the heat? Well, I'm going to say that the heat is those trials and tribulations and persecutions and circumstances of life that, that come. And if we're rooted and grounded in Him, drawing strength from Him, we will not fear, but our leaf will be green, will not be anxious, and we'll continue to to bear fruit. Psalms 1, first three verses. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Now, we talked of this at some length uh, when we looked at John 15. Uh, I guess it's been a couple months ago. Where do we draw our strength? It's, it's from Him. It's from Him. Uh, what what Jesus say in John 15, verses 4 and 5? Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Paul said, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Abounding with thanksgiving. Let's go to Colossians 3, verse 15 through 17. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts heart. We always do that. 
Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Colossians 4.2 Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Continue earnestly in prayer. Because that means we're seeking the Lord, doesn't it? If we're praying, we're, we should be giving Him thanks. That, that's you know, acknowledging Him as, as God and for who He is. Almighty, holy, righteous, glorious. And then giving thanks to pray, being vigilant, being vigilant, being watchful. The NASB says keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. May everything we say and do come from an attitude of thanksgiving. No brother Ernest, in that message he sent out, quoted 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Rejoice, pray, and give thanks. In, every, in everything, give thanks. And I know I've talked about this throughout the years. Well, preacher, what's that mean? In everything, give thanks. And I'm going through a lot of things I'm just really not thankful for. Well, I believe in everything give thanks means that even in the midst of adversity, a trial, tribulation, or persecution, that we are to yet say, blessed be the name of the Lord. And give thanks to God for His mercy and grace toward us. And we didn't, we didn't sing that, that song this morning, blessed be your name. But often I read from Habakkuk, third chapter, verses 17 through 19. Do we have an attitude like this when, when things are going, as we may see it, very wrong in our lives. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail and the fields yield no food. So what's happened to all the crops? They're gone. What about the animals? Though the flock may be cut off from the field and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet and He will make me walk on my high hills. You know, I I read that and, and my thoughts go to Job, how about you? Everything. Everything. Gone. Remember what Job said in the midst of it all? You know, what what Habakkuk, what, what was he saying? Though all these things may happen, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. And, and what did Job say? Though he slay me, yet will I 
Trust Him. There's another little piece from Charles Spurgeon. Here is a standing reason for thanksgiving. Although we may not always be healthy, nor always prosperous, yet God is always good. We would say that perhaps at the end of almost every service. Although we may not always be healthy nor always prosperous, yet God is always good. And therefore, there is always a sufficient argument for giving thanks unto Jehovah. For He is a good God. He cannot be otherwise than good. He shall be a fountain out of which the richest praises should perpetually flow. End quote. And I know I, I, I know I talk about these things quite often, but it, it's life, it's living. And even though at a particular moment we may not always understand why we are facing what we're facing, we may not understand it. And if we could make the choice, we would choose otherwise. And again, I, I think of the Apostle Paul, the, the thorn in the flesh. He prayed three times, Lord, remove this. Is it okay to ask, Lord, get me out of this? Is it okay to ask? Well, sure it is. Come boldly before the throne of grace that we may find help in time of need. But also know that He is good and that He gives us exactly what we need. Not always what we want, but what we need. And may we give thanks to Him. May we stand firm. May we not waver in unbelief in regard to God's love and promises. <laughs> we, we didn't sing, uh, you know, often we sing, Come thou fount, prone to wonder, prone to leave the God I love. <laughs> I read this on... Uh, This was from notes that I had from years past. Uh, And this came from uh, a Desiring God website. Quote, The very practice of giving thanks directs our soul's attention away from what burdens us toward the great source of unearned, undeserved, powerful, abounding, and sustaining grace. Uh, That's good. That's good. The very practice of giving thanks directs our soul. Come on, soul. Come on, soul. I will yet praise Him. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Come on, soul. Look up. Get your eyes off of what's what's got your focus right now. Give thanks, soul. The very practice of giving thanks directs our soul's attention away from what burdens us toward the great source of unearned, undeserved, powerful, abounding, and sustaining grace. Giving thanks also helps us see that grace with fresh awareness and renewed hope and joy. That's what thanksgiving is for. To both give God the glory He deserves and to lift yokes from us that feel so heavy in order that we might receive joyful rest for our souls. Come unto me, Jesus said. And then they quoted 
Psalms 9, verses 1 and 2, and this is, they quoted ESV. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, Most High. And then verse 9 and 10 in Psalms 9. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know your name put their trust in you, for you, O God, have not forsaken those who seek you. (laughs) The Lord is our stronghold. He is our high tower to be able to rise above it. Let me continue with the quote. Thanksgiving is wonderfully healthy for our souls. It redirects our attention from focusing on life-depleting and faith-shrinking concerns to focusing on God in Christ who is our life by recalling the varied graces we have received from Him through the supreme grace of the cross. Gratitude inspires joyful worship and sparks our faith. End quote. So you say, that's got John Piper wording in it, doesn't it? it di- Thanksgiving di- redirects our attention from focusing on life-depleting and faith-shrinking concerns. See, child of God, may we look to the things that are eternal. Look to the things that are eternal. The inheritance that are God, that are God the Father has qualified us for Eternal life with Him. Psalm 69, verse 30. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify Him with thanksgiving. i read just a few more verses. Psalms 40, verse 16. Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. The Lord be magnified. That, to, to be lifted up, to be increased, to give glory. That, that should be the mark of every born again believer. Amen? To magnify the Lord. In, in Psalms 34, first three verses. Psalms 34, 1 through 3. I will bless the Lord at all times. (laughs) All times. But, 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 but I, I, if we can't, what's the problem? Or who's the problem? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. May my soul make its boast in the Lord and in Him alone. I got the echo of the Apostle Paul again in Galatians 6.14. What did he say? But God forbid that I should boast except in what? The cross of Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. 
so that we would glory in the God of our salvation in everything that we say and do. That, that covers everything, doesn't it? Everything that we would say and do. And I guess if there's something else you'd want to put in there, everything I think, perhaps. Think, say, and do. And that, that's 1 Corinthians 10, 31, not the thinking part. So we go to we can go to Philippians though to get that, can't we? You get the thinking part. Think on these things. So but but here it, it's uh therefore whether you eat or drink, anybody here that doesn't do those? Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Everything that God may be magnified. Everything. Remember the Lord of what He has done and respond with thanksgiving. Hebrews 13, verse 15. Hebrews 13, verse 15. Therefore, by Him, by the Lord, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name. If we stay in Psalms, Psalms 92 Verses 1 and 2. Psalms 92, 1 and 2. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to Your name, O Most High, to declare Your loving kindness in the morning and Your faithfulness every night. His mercies are new every morning. And may we carry that Attitude of gratitude that you hear a lot of people say with us throughout the day. Giving thanks unto Him. Let's go to that Psalms 107. Let's get back to where we started. Psalms 107. Verse 1 and 2. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good. For His mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom He has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And in verse 22, let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may we, may we never, may I never cease from giving thanks. And Lord, when those times come when I am not thankful, Lord, convict me. Convict us all, Lord, when we have those moments. Help us to turn to You, call upon You, and put our trust in You. Remembering of all that You have done, remembering all that You have brought us through, remembering that not one time ever have You failed. Because if there was ever any failure, it wasn't on your part. It was on ours. So Lord, may we offer continuously, continuously, thanksgiving. The praise of our lips and of our heart. Giving thanks always for what you have done. So Father, I, even in the midst of all these things, I know, I know, I know that perhaps everyone that is listening to this sermon today 
is going through something. Some trial. Some persecution. Some type of tribulation. And Lord, if they're not going through it right now, that it's on the horizon. And so Lord, may we always be ready. May we be like that tree planted by the living water. And then when the heat comes, will not wither. But by Your grace and mercy, that You will strengthen us, You will uphold us by Your righteous right hand, and we will not cease from giving fruit, and we will not be anxious. Because what can separate us from You and Your love? Nothing. Tribulation, trial, So Father, grant us all strength and faith to believe and not waver in unbelief when situations come. But know that You are good. And in the midst of it, Lord, we we may not be thankful for the trial, but we can be thankful in the midst of it. Because You are a good God. So help us, Father, I pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.